So on Friday, we did a homily about the women of Jesus's ministry. And I made the point that these ladies, Joanna, Susanna, Mary Magdalene, you could even say the Blessed Mother especially, that in their humility, they were just there in the background. They were just in a humbleness there being present for Jesus in the background, whereas the apostles were all about, hey, we're one of the 12. And here we see it right here, just exactly what we were talking about on Friday. It says, on the way they had been discussing among themselves who was the greatest. So what do the apostles have to learn here? The gift of humility. Humility, and I want to talk about the issue here with the child. We've heard this in different places in the scriptures. Why does Jesus point that we must be like a child? Well, gee, the adult is smarter. The adult is more learned. Why be like a child? It all goes back to humility and obedience. You know, it's funny because in religious life, many religious communities, especially the, the women's communities, they won't take somebody too old. And because they believe they're set in their ways. They won't be flexible enough to be obedient. Now, we marrying fathers are a little more flexible on that. We've accepted men sometimes of a little older age. And I think that's one of the reasons God led me here. Because the first community I thought, and I realized now God wasn't calling me to, I wanted to go to, said you're too old. And so why then does the religious communities have that? Because of humility and obedience. They believe if a man has been out in the world that he's formed in his ways, he does things the way he wants to. And there's some truth to that. Now, personally, I also think that it helps bring some real experience for the priest to the confessional and to be able to help people if he's lived in the world, worked in the world, that kind of thing. But the importance here is the message that God's giving us. Why be a child? What is it that in another passage, Jesus says, unless you are like this little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Now that's just not saying, hey, think about it. It might be kind of a good idea. Be like a child. Remember, not childish, not immature, childlike. But it must be pretty important if Jesus comes right out and says, unless you're like this little child, you can't enter the kingdom of God. And so as I'm always telling you, I love to be able to take you back to seminary with me. I'm going to do it again today and share with you a course that I had with Father Monsignor uh, Toro, who went into the details of being like a child. And so going back to my seminary notes, it's like a reminder for me too. It's a beautiful it's a beautiful analogy. And you know what he connected it to? Confession. Now, of all the sacraments, we know baptism is key. We don't enter the kingdom of God unless we've been baptized. But of all the remaining six, it's very clear the church has put the emphasis on confession and communion. Confession and communion are the way that we remain in a state of grace. We have to clean our body. We have to feed our body. Confession, we clean our body. Communion, we feed our body. Every day you clean your body and feed your body. We have to do it with the soul. I just said body, I meant soul. We have to cleanse our soul, feed our soul. So this is important. Now, 
<clears throat> Jesus says, unless we are like these children, we will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, as I pointed though, this is talking childlike, not childish. So what is that connection? And I go back to seminary as we connect it to confession. Connection with confess your sins is a beautiful example of being childlike. If you want to get to heaven, Jesus says you must be childlike. Well, Father, how do I be childlike? I, you know, I don't play with toys anymore. <laughs> how do I be childlike? Confession. It's the single greatest way I remember listening to this lecture in seminary thinking that's how best to be childlike. Why? It is in the confessional that we have the most opportunity to be childlike. Why? How? Well, okay. Jesus valued children for several reasons, and they are all elements of the confessional. Let's start with humility. First of all, look at a child. Most of the time, a child is very humble. They're kind of embarrassed, you know, the shy little child when it's time to take their picture or, or have them talk to somebody like we're doing our EWTN show. And sometimes we try to talk with the little children and they're all kind of shy. They, they don't want that. They don't want that. It's kind of a, a shying away from this publicity. They've not yet learned to think in terms of pride like these 12 apostles. Have you ever seen a little child at three years old saying, who's the greatest? <laughs> The apostles were doing that, not the child that Jesus puts on his lap. And by the way, some people say that that was Luke, the little child that Jesus put on his lap. And I started thinking about that. The most known writings or the earliest writings we know of Luke were in the year 51. So in 51, Luke started traveling around spreading the gospel. That would have been, he was about 20 to 22 years old. Because if he was a little baby when Jesus put him on his lap, let's say Jesus put him on his lap around the year 31, suppose he was then two years old, born in the year 29, that would have put him about 22, 23 years old. So it kind of makes sense. But anyway, he's not the child yet, has not learned to discover the importance of himself. And the key, he's dependent. The whole message that God wants us to give in the diary of St. Faustina and in the Bible is we must depend on him. That's trust. And so the child here is dependent. Now, pride, what keeps you from confession? Lack of humility. The number one thing that keeps us from confession is pride. Lack of humility. I'm too embarrassed to mention this. I don't want to say it. I don't want to be thought of wrongly. I don't want the priest to have an opinion of me. Remember, a priest doesn't even remember. A good priest on his ordination day always prays for the grace to forget his confessions. I told the story before where I had a woman come up to me in the downstairs in the shrine and say, Father, remember when I told you da-da-da-da-da? And I was like, eh. She's like, Father, I told you this last week. I told you da-da-da-da-da-da. I was like, I'm sorry, I don't remember. And then I realized she must have told me in confession. Didn't remember. And so don't think about what the priest says. That's putting yourself in a prideful position. The most important thing is that we're forgiven. So pride is what most keeps us from confession. It's the king's sin. It's the sin of Satan. We don't want to do that. 
It requires humility to go to confession, just like a child. Nobody wants to confess their sins, but this is the way God gives us. We need to ask for God's help. We can't do it on our own. We are dependent. That's what trust is. Nobody wants to tell us or tell somebody else their dirty laundry. But God set it up this way. And you know why I think he set it up this way? I think he commanded that we go through confession through his church for two reasons. Obedience. What good is it to see if God never gave obedience? It's like the military. The military has you do all kinds of crazy things. Why? To see if you will be obedient. Bury, sit there and work for two hours burying something that means no, 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 has no significant logical meaning, but they do it to see if you'll be obedient. When I was a Marian novice, I washed rocks down at the Lord's Grotto. I didn't really see the value of it, but I was being obedient. So I think one of the reasons Jesus set up, or the church set up confession is to see if we'll be obedient, and secondly, to see if we'll be humble the two key things you need to get to heaven. So if God knows you need obedience and humility to get to heaven, he's gonna set up a way for you to be obedient and be humble if you don't even like it. And that's the confessional. Next, well, I, I should say continuing, obedience. Let's, let's finish with obedience. True, child is sometimes disobedient. In fact, parents can say, Father, my child's always disobedient. But actually, in a child's natural instincts, they want to obey. They do. They're not learned yet and full of pride or false independence. Most children know where and who the parent is and that they need to listen. It's a false independence when we grow older that we are all on our own. We still need God. And this is what basically is important. Confession shows obedience to the church. Obedience to the church is obedience to God. And this is what people don't understand. He left us the church to guide us. He would not just abandon us. When Jesus resurrected and then ascended to the Father, he's not just going to say, okay, now you're on your own. Well, I left you scripture, but that's not for 300 more years. So what are you going to do in the meantime? You follow the church. And plus, Scripture says that not everything is in the Bible. So how, does, how do we handle things as I brought out in a past homily, like artificial intelligence or in vitro fertilization or nuclear war? None of that's in the Bible. So is Jesus just going to leave us alone on that stuff? What about contraception? There's no mention of contraception in the Bible. But is God going to leave us alone and having no idea what to do about contraception? He gives us the church. And so we are then not abandoned. Confession is what the church tells us we need to be forgiven. And that's why God set up the church. In fact, there's scriptural passages that tell us this. Matthew 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23. Whose sins you forgive are forgiven in heaven. Whose sins you retain are retained in heaven. This is powerful. So James also tells us, confess your sins to one another. Bind and loose. All right. So we know humility. We know obedience. How about forgiveness? You know, a child is some of the fastest and quickest people to forgive. Child has a short memory. He's not yet learned to bear grudges. A child does not yet learn 
that I can't speak to that person for the rest of my life because I must hold firm and not forgive, be bitter when I'm unjustly treated. A child most of the time forgives and forgets. Now, forgetting is not a mandatory, as I said before. It's not mandatory, but forgiving is. And a child must always forgive. He forgets and forgives. Faustina said, we most resemble Jesus when we forgive. And forgiveness is right in the Our Father. God can't forgive us if we don't forgive others. Forgive us our trespasses as, meaning in the way that we forgive others. So if God's going to forgive us, we have to forgive others. The measure by which you measure will be measured out to you. And so we can learn from a child because a child seems to forgive quite quickly. You can have an issue with the child. A child might be disciplined, but two hours later, they're back to playing baseball with their parents or, or watching a movie or whatever. It's beautiful. So in the confessional, we need to forgive others so that we can be forgiven just like a child. And then finally, childlike trust. The entire theme of the diary. In fact, the passage we're going to read at the end of Mass I pulled up for Brother Stephen is Jesus tells St. Faustina, you must have a childlike trust. So most of all, Jesus tells us to be like a child because they trust. They trust. The child definitely knows his authority in his parents. There is a time sometimes when the child thinks their parents know everything. I know I did, and that the, the parents are always right. Instinctively, the child then realizes his own helplessness. He knows that he needs his parents for food and clothing and trusts them because he knows them and loves them. So we have to trust God as adults in the way a child trusts his parents. That's why God has us go through that. That's why he has us grow in stages in our human life. So as a little child, we come to trust and depend on our parents and be obedient to them. And when we get to be adults, he wants us to trust and, and be obedient and humble to him. It's just a continuation. But when we get adults like the 12 apostles, we're like, who's the greatest? I don't answer to anybody but myself. Jesus calls us back to remembering what it's like to be a child. And so we have to trust that God knows what's best for us, just like a child trusts that the parent knows what's best for them. So God tells us to go and confess our sins through the church. Part of the reason, again, I think, is to see if we'll be humble and obedient. When the priest gives you absolution, you are not wondering... Am I forgiven? Maybe I'm forgiven. I hope I'm forgiven. When the priest gives you absolution, you are guaranteed forgiveness or Jesus is a liar. And none of us are going to claim that because Jesus said to the priests of the church whose sins you forgive are forgiven. Well, Father, the priest doesn't forgive sins. No, the priest, God ultimately forgives sins, but Jesus gave that authority to the priest. When you have ultimate authority, as Jesus did to forgive sins, he has the authority to delegate that authority. Well, Jesus didn't delegate that authority. <laughs> yes, he did. Matthew, again, 16, 19, Matthew 18, 18, John 20, 23, whose sins you forgive are forgiven. 
As I always say, Jesus had the authority to delegate. He did. He gave that authority. It comes from God, but he delegated it. So Faustina, she summarized, summarized it best. We need a childlike trust. Because remember, to get to heaven, you need grace. And St. Faustina said grace, or Jesus told her, grace, for us to get grace, we need trust. In other words, trust is the vessel by which all grace is received. And so finally, indeed, Jesus said, be like a child. And then as such, the kingdom of God is theirs. You know, it's interesting because we call our Lord the Lord of the paradox. At least I do. The first will be last. The, 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 those who save their life will lose it. He's the Lord of the paradox. And so the great will become the lowly. And the lowly will be the great. And there's no more lowly hum humility we can get than going into that confessional and confessing our sins. So don't miss this opportunity. As I said before, we go to the doctor of the body. Nobody here claims I never need a doctor. I never need a doctor ever, ever, ever. You are eventually going to need a doctor of the body. And if you need a doctor of the body, why is it so ridiculous to think we don't need a doctor of the soul? That's the priest. Well, Father, you've never been married. You can't counsel me on marriage. No, I haven't been married. I mean, I was engaged, but I'm not going to be married. But a doctor doesn't have to have had cancer to be able to treat you for cancer. And a priest doesn't have to have been married to teach you church teaching on marriage. So go to the priest. Confession, it's a sacrament, meaning God's grace is given to us. Otherwise, we don't know if we're guaranteed forgiveness. Jesus didn't say that in the Bible. What he did say is that the priests will forgive us. So like a child, be obedient, humbly confess our sins and trust in God's mercy. Humility, obedience, and trust. That's the way to get to heaven. That's what children are. They are humble, obedient, and they trust their parents. And for us to get to heaven, we need to be humble, obedient to God, and trust in him. That's the beautiful connection between why Jesus said, in order to inherit the kingdom of God, you must be like this little child. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign-up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org.
Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.